politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to fight for our liberties, our life, our property, our sovereignty. Where is that party? Where is that political movement that stands for America rather than Americans last? Well, it doesn't exist. And we will have to create that movement. That is why I need you guys to be a part of CR Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes everywhere uh, you get this show, everywhere you listen to podcasts. This is the opposition because the Republican Party, the conservative movement, is a fake opposition. And really, they're part of it. We're going to discuss that today, how Republicans are more pro-Russiagate than even the Democrats were now. Their entire tour de force is fighting for neo-Nazis, giving money and arms to neo-Nazis. Zelensky is a piece of garbage. The human rights violations there in Ukraine are insane. And that's all Republicans care about. And meanwhile, meanwhile, here's a statistic for you guys. There's been 11 billion doses of Pfizer poison, Moderna poison, AstraZeneca and J&J. 11 billion doses. More than 72% of COVID-19 deaths have occurred since the vaccine rollout. What does that tell you? So if we have time today, we're going to get into some of the data that this actually keeps the virus going by design. The more you vax, the more you get the virus, the more they get the tyranny and the panic and control you, and the more they jab you again. It keeps going. It erases your natural immunity, even if you already had the shot that's been proven already, destroys your T-cells, your macrophages, your innate uh, immune system, and basically makes you rely on getting more and more, but it gets you sicker and sicker. And wh- wh- where where is the movement behind this? Instead, not only did Republicans not fight To end COVID tyranny, we still have it. Really, the fight now should be to get rid of the shots and throw them in the, destroy them, whatever. Get rid of them. Instead, we still have the military mandate, the healthcare worker mandate. Masks in doctor's offices, masks on the planes, still there. This is considered getting back to normal. You could imagine what's going to be when the cases start going up again, because they will. They're exploding in Europe because the shots create them. They'll easily be able to reinstate this. And then they have COVID 2.0, which is Ukraine, literally mimicking it from panic porn to narrative control porn. All the lies, all the fake stories, everything they say was misinformation, that the vaccine didn't work, that it caused injuries. Same thing here. Everything going on in Ukraine was misinformation. Remember Hunter Biden's laptop, misinformation, Russian misinformation. Now the New York Times admits that was all true. Same exact thing. And these phony Republicans and conservatives fell right into it. So we're going to discuss this and more later today. Meanwhile, while we're we're all discussing so many young people dying early, 80% increase in all-cause mortality last year among 25 to 44-year-olds during the take-up of the booster period, right around that August through uh, October period. 
Now's the time to get life insurance. Yes, I hate to be morbid about this, but most people get coverage through their work, but it really doesn't cut it. Most people need up to 10 times more to properly provide for their families. Now, if you go to policygenius.com Daniel, this is not an insurance company, but what they do is they aggregate for you all of the companies out there. You answer just a couple of questions. I did it myself. It, it, it was really quick. You know, some of these things, it's like they give you a runaround and you're thinking, man, how long does it take until I can get my quote back? They give it to you right away. Uh, you could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. Their licensed experts will help you understand your options and apply for a policy so you could con- converse with true experts. Uh, so it's not just an aggregator, it's a full stop shop. One-stop shop, the Policy Genius team works for you, not the insurance companies. That's how they make their money. Um, since 2014, Policy Genius has helped over 30 million people shop for insurance and placed $120 billion in coverage. And folks, you better do this now because I have a feeling those rates are going to be going up, especially among those with the jabs. Head to policygenius.com Daniel to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save on your life insurance. So I want to start out today with a quote from Senator John Cornyn. He's a Texas Republican. Now picture being a Texas senator where you have an invasion of millions of people from all different countries invading your your state. Ranchers have to sit in the dark after sunset because they're scared of the cartel smuggling, breaking into their homes. Obviously, we have this bioweapon causing all-cause mortality up the wazoo, causing people to get sicker from the virus, causing the virus to continuously mutate. The biggest bio-threat ever, bioterrorism. And what's this man throwing it all on the line for? So he has a quote out there. He, he has this graphic on his Twitter account quoting Eli Wiesel, one of the famous, um, perhaps the most famous uh, Holocaust survivor, survivor, he won a Nobel Prize, and, and he puts up his quote, always take sides. Neutrality helps the oppressor, never the victim. Silence encourages the tormentor, never the tormented. And I was thinking, that's a beautiful quote to describe what has been going on and what has been foisted against the American people and really the world the last two years. Neutrality is not an option. Where have these people been? Where is their voice? But no, he doesn't apply that to the border, to crime, and to bioterrorism, the denial of treatment, the deaths and and more proliferation of the virus as a result of the shots. Remdesivir. No. He's applying that to saying that we're not doing enough for Ukraine, for the neo-Nazis in Ukraine. That's his thing. And it's emblematic of where Republicans are. The entire conservative talk radio has spent their time pushing this. So you know what? In Some polls show more Republicans support giving more money to Ukraine. Meanwhile, there's more videos out there. There's videos everywhere now showing them flogging people. Kind of the images you see from Iran... Anyone suspected of putting out Russian propaganda is being beaten. Zelensky banned all opposition parties, took control of the media. 
and 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 in America, the media and conservative, including conservative media, is totally fine with this. They actually like it. Notice that the pattern of censorship, of persecution, is mimicking that which they did with COVID. Your pro-Russian is the new your anti-vax. Notice what's going on with that. Anyway, there's this um, Twitter handle at you black soul from Juan Cinemado. S i n m i e d o. He has a thread of like twenty different videos of torturing and you know human rights violations at the hands of paramilitary groups, these neo-Nazi groups in Ukraine, as well as the National Guard there. We're giving billions of dollars of weapons to these people. There's a lot more going on there than meets the eye. A well-known human rights activist, Elena Berzhanaya, was taken from her apartment on March 16th. Now she's detained by the Ukrainian Secret Service. Um... This is this is a big problem. And remember, it's not so simple. It's not like it's this one homogenous country that Russia just invaded. There's large swaths that are Russian majority. And the Ukrainian government has committed atrocities there, and our government has been propping up the Zelensky dirtbag since 2014. We've been pushing color revolutions there. We've caused a lot of this. The Western oligarchs have. They're hiding the biolabs there. This is not so simple. But either way, even if you believe none of this happened and Putin is just a monster from day one, the reality is this is on his doorstep. He's not going to give up at this point. And all that talk about the Ukrainians kicking their rear ends, that was all a lie. They have them surrounded. They're not going anywhere, the Russians. So by fueling this, you're only going to get more people killed. It's the same thing with COVID. The very ones who said you're killing grandma were the ones that killed grandma from the lockdowns, from the atrophy of locking people down for two years, from the clot shots, from the denial of care. It's the same thing here. Oh, they're the big humanitarians? Just the opposite. Just the opposite. They're fueling this. You know, Adam Kinzinger, the chief rhino Republican, he's uh, saying we need to rethink our consideration of our relationship with Israel because Israel is not supporting Ukraine enough. Israel was the first on the ground with humanitarian aid. They've taken a lot of refugees. But Zelensky gave a speech comparing what's going on there to the Holocaust, and it ticked off a lot of Israeli politicians. And the Israeli prime minister advised Zelensky to give in to Putin's demands, because they see from a military standpoint, there's no way you're going to end this. You're just going to get more people killed. Given to their demands. Don't join NATO. Allow autonomy to the Russian areas. And that's it. But again, Zelensky is covering for all the Western oligarchs. He is too big to fail. He is the new vaccine. And all the while, they're enjoying this with the new lockdown, which is the destruction of our economy. Remember, the gas prices are the tip of the iceberg. Wheat prices, food, food's going to be a bigger deal. The fertilizer comes from Russia, remember that. You know, people don't understand farming, don't realize that's the antecedent to the entire agricultural cycle. Can't plant as much. 
So that, you know, when you vote for these sanctions in a world where we have all these food regulations and ethanol and eco regulations, climate change regulations and everything, God has given us more food and fuel than we know what to do with, but we can't actualize it because of that. But this is the Republican hill to die on. Now, folks, with all this inflation, now's the time to protect your savings with gold. Hedge against inflation with gold from Birch Gold because the government is sabotaging the value of the U.S. dollar. Birch Gold is the only company I trust and recommend for precious metals. The key feature that they offer is that they allow you to convert an eligible IRA or 401k into an IRA backed by real gold. I'm actually in the process of doing this now because I owe a few thousand dollars um, with my taxes now. A lot of you are doing your taxes this time of year. I sure as heck am not going to give it to the government, so I'm putting it into an IRA. But why put it into the stock market casino with the funny money? Put it into the A-plus rating company with the from the Better Business Bureau that you could trust, that I trust. Text Daniel to the number 989898. That's Daniel to 989898. Nine eight to get a free obligation info, a no obligation info get a uh, twenty page comprehensive guide on how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can buy them under the umbrella of a tax sheltered account in an IRA. Text the word Daniel to nine eight nine eight nine eight. Do not allow your money to become worthless. So, folks, it, it just it, it got to me. This, this Ukraine thing has crushed me. This is the final nail in the coffin with the Republican Party for me. That they stood by impotent as anything for two years. Well, to be fair, they weren't impotent. I mean, the Eli Wiesel quote about staying neutral, they weren't neutral. They voted for all the bills that created inflation. They supported the COVID fascism. So I guess to be fair, they weren't neutral. But suddenly when it comes to Ukraine, oh, they're all in. They are all in. I love what Julie Kelly put out. Um, There's a quote from her. It coincides with my thoughts. Don't call a country an ally that has nothing to offer in return. Don't call a country a democracy that exists only off the unchecked, unaccountable bounty of other countries. Don't call a leader a hero if he manipulates the emotions of those trying to help. Amen. And that's what's going on there. You know, people remember how with COVID, if you would look at the scientific data on all this stuff, like masking, it was very clear in open source material that like, yeah, it doesn't work. And suddenly they looked at us like we were from Mars when we pointed that out. It's a similar thing to this whole neo-Nazi business. You know, one of the things that rankled the Israelis is that um, what's his name? Uh, Zelensky said, oh, y- Ukraine was really helped saving people from the Holocaust. Now, anyone who knows anything about Jewish history knows that the Ukrainians were the most instrumental in helping the Nazis implement the final solution, even a little bit more than the Poles. I mean, the Jew, the, the, the soil of Ukraine is stained with more blood from Jews than any other country around. And I don't know where that kind of genetic hatred comes from. I don't know if they're the descendants of Amalek. Who knows? But there's something funny going on there. And this was well recognized by the media. Okay, this is the USA Today, March 5th, just two weeks ago. 
A regiment in Ukraine's military was founded by white supremacists. Now it's battling Russia on the front lines. The Azov Brigade, right there, the top, pretty much the top brigade doing the fighting. Where do you think our money is going to? Where do you think our money is going? NBC News notes in 2008, the U.S. Congress stipulated that its aid to Ukraine couldn't be used to provide arms, training, or other assistance to the Azov Battalion. Well, that has changed now. This is from Newsweek, September 2014. Ukrainian nationalist volunteers committing ISIS-style war crimes. They talk about beheadings and other brutalities. The UK Guardian, September 10, 2014. This is during these color revolutions that our government spawned. The Azov causes particular concern due to the far-right, even neo-Nazi leanings of many of its members. Dimitri claimed not to be a Nazi, but waxed lyrical about Adolf Hitler as a military leader and believes the Holocaust never happened. I mean, remember, remember that female member of parliament who was out there saying this is to promote, promote the New World Order on that Fox interview? She was a neo-Nazi. And again, Democrats wrote a letter on this in 2018 about concerns that we were arming them. This is from Haaretz, an Israeli paper in July 9th, 2018. People claim that weapons serve forces that openly espouse a neo-Nazi ideology and cite evidence that the Azo militia, whose members are part of Ukraine's armed forces, are supposed are supported by the country's Ministry of Internal Affairs, is using these weapons. Okay? And now you can find pictures of NATO grenade launchers in the hands of these people with the Nazi symbols on them. This is a tweet from Ro Kahana, R-O. He's a you know far-left Democrat congressman, but he tweeted on May 5th, 2018, at Ro Kahana, ever since the Orange Revolution began under President Bush, the U.S. has been complicit in the rehabilitation and spread of neo-Nazis in Ukraine. Enough is enough. Our government must stand up to the Azo Battalion and other fascist groups. Suddenly, all that has gone out the window. No problem. No problem whatsoever. But we've bought into the lie. You know, there's a poll out. A lot of people are pointing to this. How sh- A Canadian poll. Okay, it's on how Canadians view the whole situation Echoes, E-K-O-S is a source. You know, what, what are their views towards Ukraine and what's going on? And they divided it up by those who got the shot and those who are unjabbed. Very interesting. And that's where the dividing line was. Because, I mean, you see most people, most adults in these Western countries got the shot. So every one of the left-leaning party and, you know, the majority of the right-leaning party. So that's where you see on Ukraine. It's those people that watch Fox News. Again, these are Canadians, but I'm sure the equivalent is true in America. The people that watch Fox, listen to Sean Hannity, listen to these people, and they're completely fooled. 86% of the vaccinated support imposing tougher economic sanctions on Russia, just 13% of unvaccinated. 
Sending additional military equipment to Ukraine, 82% of vaxxed support, 18%, just 18% of unvaxxed. Providing Ukraine with fighter jets, 52% of vaxxed, 15% of unvaxxed. And supporting none of the above, meaning they have like six different options of what we should do for them, the neo-Nazis. Just 2% of the vaxxed say none of the above, 52% of the unvaxxed. That's where the dividing line is. People who buy the narrative control porn at any given time and it will be the next thing. And people who don't. That's where the dividing line is. It's a very scary poll. You know, I wonder if they've injected in people this this just lack of common sense. Because if you notice, it's the type of conservative talk show hosts that got the shots that are the ones doing this. You know, and actually I want to get to a quote about that that you know, they, they might even have the technology to screw with people's minds at, at this point. But I first want to um, get to our sponsor today. Don't let them control your body, folks. Go to zstacklife.com slash Daniel. Put in promo code Daniel and purchase for yourself one of Dr. Vladimir Zelenko's Z-Stacks in which he has zinc, kirsten, vitamin C, and vitamin D formulated there. Um, this is to boost your immune system. He also, my understanding is, has coming up Z-Detox that has knack and a couple other things mixed in for those that got the shots or got COVID and detox of the spike protein as well. So you want to go to ZStackLife.com. Um, all the products are GMP certified, produced right here in the USA. Now more than ever, you have to take control of your health and your family's health. Folks, I just want to get to this quote from Yuval Hariri. This is circulating around the internet. This is basically Klaus Schwab's deputy at the World Economic Forum. He talked about how basically they're going to be gods over you and literally control human beings like animals. Take a listen to this here. In the coming decades, AI and biotechnology will give us godlike abilities to re-engineer life and even to create completely new life forms. After four billion years of organic life shaped by natural selection, we are about to enter a new era of inorganic life shaped by intelligent design. Our intelligent design is going to be the new driving force of the evolution of life. And in using our new divine powers of creation, we might make mistakes on a cosmic scale. In particular, governments, corporations, and armies are likely to use technology to enhance human skills that they need, like intelligence and discipline, while neglecting other human skills, like compassion, artistic sensitivity, and spirituality. Folks, isn't that mind-blowing? But at the same time, doesn't that perfectly describe what is going on today? It's mind control. And again, there are a lot of people talking about the 5G. Is there something in the graphene, in the shots that help amplify it? I've heard different things. At first, I thought it was crazy talk. But there are, there are cases of neurological damage of people that... We believe there were those behind it. In Vietnam, there were Secret Service agents. some point, I might get into this. But at a minimum, we know they're doing this 
if you put the you know mind control aside, physically they're definitely destroying and wiping immune systems. You know, um, Ronald Reagan. Someone sent this to me recently. Um, Ronald Reagan gave a speech in 1961 on socialized medicine. Google it. It's a 12-minute speech. You should listen to the whole thing. But he started off saying one of the traditional methods of imposing statism or socialism on a people has been a way of medicine, by way of medicine. It's very easy to disguise a medical program as a humanitarian project. Reagan said that 50 years ago. 60 years ago, I'm sorry. Okay, that was about 20 years before he became president. And again, we would die to go back to the America of 1961. And he was warning about what became Medicare a few years later. He was warning about that. People forget. People think, oh, Daniel, you're so right-wing. You, you would think Reagan was a nothing. No, Reagan thought Medicare was socialism. And now we've all accepted that. He understood you give people, can, you give government control of medicine, you're done. And now it's a global agenda, not just in America, to literally these guys believe they are God. They have a God complex. They believe they could tinker with us. You know, if you haven't heard it yet, I did a spectacular interview with Dr. Ryan Cole on Friday. He gave me an hour of his time. We went through everything, all the different ways that this shot is now proven to destroy the human body. But the biggest concern he had and others I talked to is the long-term wiping of your immune system, the destruction of your innate immunity. And we're seeing a lot of evidence of that. We're seeing a ton of evidence of that. I want to get to today. A ton of evidence. And, you know... Basically, it starts with the fact that um, this whole BA2 variant that's been exploding in Asia, so we thought maybe Asia, they didn't have too much immunity yet. But now it's all over Europe. Okay, Germany, I mean, the UK now is triple the number of cases that they had during the, the nadir, the lowest point post-winter. So basically... Cases are about three times higher than they were four weeks ago. They're now up to 100,000 cases a day in, um, in England. And again, a lot of it is the testing regime. A lot of it is nothing. You know, it, it, it still is. Uh, Ryan believes it's not Omicron at all. BA2 has nothing to do with it. And it was another thing that was just hanging around. Um, it's generally very mild, even though it's very transmissible. It keeps getting more and more transmissible. Um, but still, there are way too many deaths than there should be. And why? This should be a nothing. Why are we seeing problems? Moreover, moreover, in the European countries... Didn't England already have... I mean, we, we all thought that Omicron was going to give everyone immunity. Why is there no immunity? Why does this keep going on? And that likely means it will come to America too, and there's signs in some states it, it has. But why? We understand the vaccine doesn't work, but because it didn't work and they were getting the virus anyway, they should have natural immunity. 
But this is now the concern, that it wipes away your natural immunity for this virus. It keeps inducing more versions of this and wipes your immunity to every other virus. So let's go through some of this data here. You know, they don't want to talk about COVID anymore, but it's it's still around. Here's a headline from the Financial Times in the UK. COVID infections surged to record high for over 70s in UK. Well, that was the population for which we needed to protect them and do all this stuff. And here we are, two years after the lockdowns and the masking, and over 70s, they all have three shots. Now they're going on their fourth. Record cases, more than ever before. Okay? Basically, every senior, I mean like 96%, have the shots. Depending on the age cohort, 88 to 92% have boosters. But you would think many already have prior infection too. So there's signs of more and more reinfection that you will never be able to achieve natural immunity with these shots. Isn't that a perfect design? They force you to get something that not only destroys your body, but also makes you get the virus again. So you can never get natural immunity, and they could keep the panic up forever. If you think this is over, you're not paying attention. Heck, they could do two panic porns at the same time. So deaths are still, and and again, deaths relative to cases is low, but they're hovering around 125 a day in the UK. They're still high in America. Whereas if you look after the 2021 winter wave, literally the entire UK was getting 8, 10 deaths a day. It was almost nothing. If you look on a chart, it was flat. How is it that a year later, right, this time last year, they thought COVID was extinct in in the UK. Yet a year later, after so many more people have gotten the virus, and after everyone got the shots and everyone vulnerable got the shots and almost everyone vulnerable got three, we have 125 deaths a day. What gives? And then you look at the different regions in the UK, guess which one has the most cases now? The one with the highest infection rates, Scotland. The the highest vax rates. Okay? Roughly 90% of all people over 12, over 12, so over, you know, 50, it's it's everyone in Scotland have two shots, and 73% have boosters. Oh, this is over 12. You can imagine a lot of the 12 to 40-year-olds, certainly 12 to 20-year-olds, didn't get boosters. So, again, it's over 90% among any people who would be vulnerable to dying. And and by the way, Scotland is the only region that still has masking in the UK. So there's nowhere to run or hide from the vaccine failure, the negative the negative efficacy. So I was thinking like there aren't enough people there shouldn't be enough people left that didn't get the virus to account for these numbers. It has to be that it's sliding back natural immunity. You look at the most recent UK health surveillance report, week 11, okay? Now, the data is from week 7 to 10, so it's a little bit delayed. 
It's it, likely it's much worse than this, which is why, by the way, they announced just like Scotland in a few weeks, they're going to stop putting out the data <laughs> because I think they're seeing it already. Remember, their 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 report lags a few weeks, so it's not picking up this new wave yet. But other people have done analysis that the entirety of this new wave is driven by the vaccinated. So the Financial Times is telling us we have record cases among people over 70. Well, I looked in the report and I said, okay, well, who are these people over 70? Roughly 95% of those over 70 are double vaxxed. And between 90 to 93% of the age cohorts, depending on which one, 70, 75, 75 to 80, over 80, are boosted. Just 1.6% of cases between week 7 and 10 of this year among that group were unvaccinated, okay? So 98.4% were vaccinated. That's below their share of about 5% of the pie. The triple boosted are 90% of the cases. Now, what about critical illness? You know, some of my colleagues have said, yeah, you know, really this whole thing's an accounting gimmick. The shots never work for anything. And I've always been of the view, oh, they work all right. They dump cheap antibodies in your body that destroy yourself, but it offers that cheap, it won't stop infection, but will offer for some people for some period of time some degree of protection. But then it goes wanes, and then it goes negative. And it's literally like a heroin addiction. This is so scary. When they say people need to get a booster, they're not wrong in the sense that those double-vaxxed are now worse off. Again, triple-vaxxed are already worse off than unvaccinated in terms of infection rates. The um, protection against critical illness wanes a little slower. The double-vaxxed are totally, and they've been that way for a few months already, into negative territory. And the triple-vaxxed are heading very close to that group, especially among seniors. So if you look at the pie, I looked at people 70 and over who who died, okay? Just 4%. So, so, so um, 77% of all deaths among those 70 and over were triple jabbed, and another 15% were double jabbed, and then maybe 2% or so were triple jab or single jab. So only 5%, only 5% of all deaths in the UK among those over 70 were unvaccinated. But if you just peel out the cohort of double, meaning they had two but not three, so that's a very small population because most seniors who got vaccinated, they're get, they got three by now, right? Just 4% of the above 70 population in the UK have two but not three shots. Yet they account for 15% of the COVID death pie. So they're almost four times more likely to die. Think about that. Vaccine efficacy is now at negative 300%. Again, this is table 12B in the new UK report, UK Health Surveillance Report, week 11. Just Google it. 
You look at the case rates, they're between three and four times greater among the triple vaxxed than the unvaxxed. But notice, notice even among, even for deaths among the above 70 triple vaxxed, they compose 77% of the pie. Now, yes, that's not quite their share of the population, but it's getting there. Okay? So in other words, they cannot count on any protection, and that's why they had to change the narrative. And by the way, they're still not getting treatment. This is still going on. The interesting thing is, if you look at the week five report, they're all there online. You can go back and track the progress. So from six weeks ago, you'll see that in most age groups, the triple vaxxed are between 1.5 and two times greater case rate than the unvaxxed. Now it's between three and four in just six weeks. It doubled. So look how the negative efficacy goes, 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 goes. And now the efficacy against critical illness, it's not negative yet, but it's like 20% effective, which is nothing. You can't count on that. And again, this is lagging a few weeks. So I would sense it's very close to zero. And guess what? It's going to go negative again, which is what they know what we know, which is why they're pushing the fourth shot. Both being Ukraine as a distraction and they are pushing the fourth shot. Originally, Moderna disagreed with Pfizer and said, oh, no, 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 we're not going to push a fourth. Now they are. And remember, the Israelis already pointed out that the fourth shot does nothing. So what's going on here? Well, remember, the Stanford Department of Pathology put out a study in Cell, I talked about this on Friday, that when your body is taught to recognize the Wuhan strain obsessively with cheap antibodies, it's going to respond that way to future SARS-CoV-2 variants. So it's going to misfire and respond inappropriately, right? They actually, they actually name original antigenic sin as something that needs to be studied. Well, we don't need to study it because it's obviously happening. Folks, it's no wonder why they announced from April 1st, 2022, the UK government will no longer provide free universal COVID-19 testing for the general public. Such changes in testing policies affect the ability to robustly monitor COVID-19 cases by vaccination status. Therefore, from early April onwards, the section of the report will not be updated. Just like Scotland. When you start losing on the data, you just don't report it anymore. Isn't it beautiful the way it works? And again, folks, you're going to hear a lot of this panic about the BA2 um the BA2 uh, variant, but the reality is, it's it, it's bizarre. It, um, you know, the first one was a lung disease, then Delta was, I mean, Delta was, and you know, the original one, and certainly Delta, and then Omicron seemed to be more like a cold. This is actually more gastro. It's very weird for a respiratory virus: nausea, diarrhea, vomiting, abdominal pain, heartburn, and bloating. It's annoying, but you don't. I mean, that usually doesn't send you to the hospital. And the symptoms are short-lived for a day or two. Basically, like, you know, the 24-hour stomach bug. That's what it seems to be. So why are we seeing all these problems in Hong Kong, in East Asia, 
And Europe, the, the, the fatality rate is low, but it's still, there's way too many deaths than we should be having. Again, it wipes people's immune system. This is targeting those who had the shots. Specifically targeting those people. It erases your long-term immunity so that you can never achieve epidemiological immunity, herd immunity, to this virus, and they can keep it going. Could you imagine we still have the military under a mandate to get this thing that kills your immunity to everything else, including this virus, and Republicans don't care? No Eli Wiesel quotes being thrown about being neutral on that. Never forget, 11 billion doses have been administered. More than 72% of the COVID deaths have occurred since the vaccine rollout. Never, ever forget that. Never forget that. And what are Republicans doing? Nothing. Folks, this is why we have to take the independent route. We can't allow them to continue to lie to us. We can't allow them to assume they could just get away with this. We need people to run as an independent in every state where we can. I'm sick of hearing this. Oh, I'm scared of the Democrats winning. What difference does it make? You'll have a little bit less funding for Ukraine. That's all it will make. They're actually worse on Ukraine than even the Democrats are. Because some of the far-left progressives hate war as an ideology, and they also you know, view it as a little bit of a distraction to their socialism here at home. But you get left with the Republicans, they're going to flush our lives down in Ukraine. Now, I just want to address something. Uh, one of the things we had Ryan Cole on for is Ryan announced he was running under the Constitution Party line in Idaho. So a lot of you were asking me, well, wasn't I supporting Janice McGean, lieutenant governor, in her bid against Brad Little in the Republican primary? Well, I'm not going to put words in Ryan's mouth or Janice's mouth, but in my view, I support both. The two are not mutually exclusive. Ryan is not running in the Republican primary. Okay? Janice is still running. And notice Ryan didn't run as a Republican, both because he wants to be a new type of candidate, which I support, but also because he didn't want to split the vote. He didn't want to weaken her hand. My understanding is, and I think it's obvious, it doesn't need to be said, but you could read between the lines, that if Janice would pull it out in the uh, primary and get the GOP nomination, I doubt he will you know, keep his candidacy on the ballot for the general if he gets the Constitution Party nod. But what this is designed for, in that at least 50% chance that Brad Little pulls it out, which they usually do, this is an insurance policy for us that will have someone to keep this alive. And frankly, remember, all this does is the the very, I mean, there's very few people registered as Constitution Party. The few people there are you know, Ryan will try to win their vote. Most people are registered Republican there. So it has no bearings on that. And if anything, I think Ryan running actually brings more excitement to medical freedom and, and raises its prominence as, as an issue, which is the primary issue Janice is running on. But, you know, she needs help getting name ID and money. 
it will help rise her her you know her boat. That's the way I view this. Maybe some will disagree. So to clear up some of that confusion, it actually is not mutually exclusive. Yes, ultimately, if she would run, she would win the nod, and he would run in the general on a third party, and yeah, you know, there's questions about that. I don't see that happening. And I don't think that that is his intention. So this is, this is a very interesting model, and I think we need to replicate it in other states. So this is where we are here. But again, you look at what has happened to this country. It's all the people who believe in that narrative. It's fascinating to watch this poll. The same people who bought the vaccine hook, line, and sinker, they buy Ukraine and the neo-Nazis. You know, another poll that is so, so telling Gallup has been doing a poll. Do you Are you a member of a church? Okay? Now, church membership, believe me, there's a lot of churches that are problematic. It doesn't even say much about you. And just because you're a member, it doesn't mean you're a big believer in God. But it, it was some sort of a measure of religiosity in America. Ever since 1940, the numbers were in the 70s, 73, 76%, 71%. It was pretty stagnant. It waned a little bit over the 70s and 80s and 90s. Waned a little bit. But it was still 69-70% around the turn of the millennium. Okay? This is when I grew up. Okay, this is not our grandparents' generation. It was still, this is just 22 years ago. Now it's at 47%. And it's accelerating rapidly. Or decelerating. Less than, For the first time ever, less than half of American adults even purport to be a member of a church. And again, the momentum is going to grow because it's very much lopsided. The, the 47% that still are members is very much geared towards people over 50 and certainly over 65. But you go to under 30. Oh my gosh. It's that type of generation that is most susceptible to all of this because this is the new, this new narrative control porn, the social media, the, the desire to believe, solidarity, virtue signal. I stand with the next big thing, the current big thing. That is the new Bible. They had to declare war. And believe me, it was the homosexual agenda. It was all this stuff that rotted out our core. It's kind of like an aerial bombardment. You soften the defenses, and then you can march your army in. And that's what they did. That war was going on for quite a while. But it's the last decade that they were able to march right in and take it without firing a shot because there's nothing left. This country has become a spiritual wasteland. And again, I know a lot of you, and look, I'll address this head on. There was some sort of phony conservative media figure that um, bragged about adopting a kid and like everyone was wishing, wishing and congratulations. Imagine a kid being born, being not born, but you know, grown up into that of no fault of his own. It's disgusting. 
And evidently from our Blaze Media account, like tweeted out congratulations, well, I could tell you that's not going to happen again. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable how it's rotted it out. You have this agenda being promoted from every facet of phony conservative media. Same phony conservative media that bought into the vaccines, that bought into COVID fascism, that to this day buys into Ukraine. And the thing is, it's not too late. Do we have to wait one to two years to get off this Ukrainian train like it took these phony conservative and Republican figures one to two years to get off the COVID train? After a few weeks, it's beyond abundantly clear that every one of their narratives is false. And the opposite is true. Everything they're doing makes it worse. There was so much more to the story of what led up to this. Zelensky represents something very different than what they're talking about. We're arming terrible people. We're arming this civil war that's going to continue. The truth is the best thing, just like in America, the best thing would be a two-state solution. They need that there. Otherwise, you're going to have the Russian-dominated areas and the Ukrainian areas and the Ukrainian nationalism fighting them is to have Russia take their areas. Russia doesn't want to occupy the rest of it. They're doing it as leverage. They're not going to stay there because they're not stupid. They know they're going to have another Afghanistan on their hands. They could easily destroy them, but long-term, they're, they're always going to have guerrilla warfare against them. They understand that. Everyone knows what needs to happen here. To me, it is shocking that they can't figure this out. Now, I just want to end with, um, there's a terrific, just going back to Ukraine, a terrific op-ed or front-page article at Revolver. doesn't have a byline, so it's their staff. And they talk about the America First movement has a Sean Hannity problem. And look, I always liked Sean. He was nice to me. He still is. I filled in for him years ago on his show. But it's just his views have become insufferable, and they represent what has happened to talk radio, and it's made our people dumb. It's taken our people that would have been receptive to a normal message that we promote here and made them lost. And they, they frame the article, in ter- and I think this is a brilliant point. I, I hadn't thought of it through the prism of Senator Josh Hawley. He looked like a new type of senator that was eschewing that past Bush-era Republican mentality. In 2019, and I covered it at the time, I was going to even have him on the show to talk about it, but didn't work out. He gave a speech rethinking America's foreign policy consensus, and he condemned the endless wars, the metastasizing commitments, and he basically noted that China is the only major threat. It's the exclusive threat. It's the biggest threat. That's what we should focus on, and everything else is just an artifact of the past, and we need to move on from that. But suddenly now, the same Josh Hawley he tweeted out, just finished the briefing with President Zelensky, whose courage on behalf of his people is inspiring, and he's obsessed with it now. He wants more sanctions, more everything. So um, it's like they've, they've learned nothing. They fall into the media narrative every time. Like a wife who believes her husband still loves her, even as he sends her to the hospital, the same lawmakers and Fox News figures who claim to have embraced the Trump realignment are yet again letting themselves get played by a regime that hates them. It's unbelievable. Zelensky demanded a no-fly zone, and they're praising the speech. All of them, McConnell, Michael McCall, he's a top Republican in the House Foreign Affairs Committee, they're more insufferable than the Democrats. 
Robert Cahaley from Trafalgar, he's out with a poll, and he was on with Fox News, that the majority of Republican, over you know, overwhelming majority of Republican voters support sending more planes to Ukraine. And they go on to talk about Hannity and everything he's doing. American conservatives got bamboozled badly on Iraq, but nobody got bamboozled more than Hannity. And they go through his book that he wrote and everything. And look, I was I, I was bought into that too. But that's why I am so fervent on the other side because I understand the destruction from it. Remember, our 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 complete entanglement in all that foreign affairs stuff is when they rotted out our country. That's when we needed all of our forces on our border, both physically and and figuratively, in our own culture war, economic war. That's when America was lost. It was sometime during, it was always bad. It was getting bad. It was that 15-year window, 2000 to 2015. And we pissed it away, not on fighting for medical freedom, fighting socialized medicine, fighting the dependency, fighting the homosexual agenda, the cultural rock god, the monopolies they were creating, the demographic realignment, social transformation without representation, and the border invasions. We expended all that capital on freaking setting up Sharia law in Baghdad and Kabul. And we're still doing it in Yemen and Somalia. We're still doing all this stuff. And Republicans are like a one-trick pony. All they know is more war, more good. As long as we're engaged somewhere, it's good news. They haven't, they've learned nothing from it. And then we took in all those refugees, two million, um, two, two, three million Muslims we took in from these places. Fought them there and brought them here. To this day, took another 100,000 from Afghanistan last year. Already from the DOD Inspector General, confirmed so many of them are terrorists. And then you have Kennedy. Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana. He was one of the few who opposed jailbreak. He seemed to have more common sense. He's like, we need to go to war. This is awful. Tom Cotton, all these guys, they're lost. This party is gone. They're worse than the Democrats. For the right, this is um, you know from Revolver, for the right, war is a permanent crutch, a way to ignore real issues, the issues where they are losing, and live in a comforting fantasy world of easy moral clarity and absolute American dominance. Demanding escalation in Eastern Europe is a way for Republicans to feel tough when they have totally lost control of their own country and I can't agree more with that we lost control with the COVID fascism that was the nail in the coffin of America and Republicans let it happen they're distracting with Ukraine when ironically Ukraine is the same manifestation of COVID fascism well that's all we have today for for uh for our presentation um I know you like when we have guests on. We are going to have more guests on this week. We're going to go through this and more. 
Um, we're going to keep switching back and forth between the two issues. But again, they're really the same. All the while, we're going to continue covering some of our other favorite issues, the border, crime, culture. Look, we need a, a two-state solution, but we can't even get to that point until we get rid of the Republican Party. GOP Delinda Est. Time to destroy them. Folks, till tomorrow, God bless y'all, and thank you for listening.